Good morning, everyone. Um, this morning we're going to be reading a few verses from Exodus chapter 3 and from chapter 4. So we're starting off in Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 to 8. And you can follow along on the screens or in your Bibles or devices. Now Moses was tending the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the far side of the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. Moses saw that though the bush was on fire, it did not burn up. So Moses thought, I'll go over and see what this strange sight is, why the bush does not burn up. When the Lord saw that Moses had gone over to look, God called to him from within the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses answered, Here I am. Do not come any closer, God said. Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. The Lord said, I have indeed seen the misery of my people in Egypt. I have heard them crying out because of their slave drivers, and I am concerned about their suffering. So I have come down to rescue them from the hands of the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land into a good and spacious land, a land flowing with milk and honey, the home of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites. And then continuing from verse 11, But Moses said to God, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? And God said, I will be with you. And this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people up out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. Moses said to God, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what should I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites. I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, say to the Israelites, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, the name you shall call me from generation to generation. Go, assemble the elders of Israel and say to them, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, appeared to me and said, I have watched over you and have seen what has been done to you in Egypt, and I have promised to bring you up out of your misery in Egypt into the land of the Canaanites, Hittites, Amorites, Perizzites, Hivites and Jebusites, a land flowing with milk and honey. And then from chapter 4, Moses answered, What if they do not believe me or listen to me and say, The Lord did not appear to you? Then the Lord said to him, What is in your hand? A staff, he replied. The Lord said, Throw it on the ground. Moses threw it on the ground and it became a snake and he ran from it. Then the Lord said to him, Reach out your hand and take it by the tail. 
So Moses reached out and took hold of the snake and it turned back into a staff in his hand. This, said the Lord, is so that they may believe that the Lord God, the God of their fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac and the God of Jacob has appeared to you. Then the Lord said, put your hand inside your cloak. So Moses put his hand into his cloak and when he took it out, the skin was leprous. It had become as white as snow. Now put it back in your cloak, he said. So Moses put his hand back into his cloak and when he took it out, it was restored like the rest of his flesh. Then the Lord said, if they do not believe you or pay attention to the first sign, they may believe the second But if they do not believe these two signs or listen to you, take some water from the Nile and pour it on the dry ground. The water you take from the river will become blood on the ground. Thank you, Mike. Well, good morning, everyone. This is a bit unexpected and... um, I was actually down to preach on the 8th of January and they said, can you bring it forward? Uh, So this sermon was really designed to be a start of the year challenge and we're at the end. But I'm going to trust that God's going to use it regardless. So um, to do that, I think we better pray. Uh, Let's pray. Father God, as we come to look at your word and the story of Moses, um, may your spirit order my words and God what I say so that it is of you. And I pray that our hearts are open so that we would receive not just information, but rather revelation and that leads to transformation. And Father God, we commit this time to you in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when um, I talk about regrets with people, I find that we tend to put our regrets in one of two categories. Um, The first category is the things we regret that we've done. You know, the things that uh, may have hurt other people, the things that might have hurt ourselves. If you take at-risk behaviour, we might regret that. Maybe bad choices we've made that we're still living with the consequences of now. And so we look back and we regret that. And then there's another category of regrets, and they are the regrets of the things we wish we would have done. Um, Now, sometimes they're not hard things, we just neglected to do them they might have had big consequences we might have neglected spending time with our kids and wish we would have done that I think I neglected saving money when I was younger and I wish I would have done more of that but um, sometimes there are really hard things that we ne- we chose not to do there was a risk involved and we saw the risk and we thought nah I'm going to play it safe I'm not going to do that But now as we look back, maybe with a little bit of age and a little bit of perspective, we go, oh, I really wish I would have taken the risk, taken the plunge and taken that opportunity and seen what happened. So those are the kind of two regrets we get. And um, I have a PowerPoint. I didn't bring the clicker up. Maybe is it turned on? Let's see how it works or see how I work, actually. Is it on? No. So just to get us thinking, I'd like us to reflect on our lives. As you look back over your life, can you think of something you regret not doing because you were afraid of the risk? 
Maybe you don't have something, but maybe some of you do. So just hold that thought. So today we're going to look at Moses. And Moses was possibly the greatest person in the Old Testament. He was the one God used to lead the nation of Israel, a million people or more, out of slavery in Egypt. That in itself is just an amazing feat. But as we look at his life, Moses spoke directly to God face to face. And he was the guy that we got the Ten Commandments through, that God passed that down. So Moses was an amazing person. Yet here's the thing. I don't think we would have known who Moses was if he hadn't stepped out of his comfort zone, which I'm going to call in this message the safe zone, if he'd not stepped out of his safe zone into the faith zone and did what God called him to. And I think the moment that that decision happened in Moses' life was actually at the burning bush. The decision Moses made that day to step out of his safe zone there in the desert, life as he knew it, into the unknown, the faith zone of going back to Egypt, that set the course of his life for the next 40 years. It brought him daily encounters with God. Uh, He spoke to God face to face. It was not easy, it was hard, and it was a very hard decision to make in that moment. It would have been much, much easier for Moses to say, no, I'm going to stay here in the desert. It's safe. But he didn't choose the easier option. But it's so easy to take the easy option, isn't it? And the same is true for you and me. Let's be honest. Our natural tendency for most of us is to want to play it safe. We prefer comfort over discomfort, convenient over inconvenient, Um, The predictable over the unpredictable. We prefer to do things we feel competent to do rather than things we don't feel so competent to do. The reality is that we all prefer the safe zone over the faith zone. So when Moses responded to God's call that day at the burning bush, he was suddenly ripped out of his safe zone and thrust into the faith zone. And the question is, how did Moses do it? How did Moses move from the safe zone into the faith zone? How did he overcome all those things in his life that we all struggle with that make us want to play it safe and stay there? Well, there's three things I think Moses had to overcome to do this. And the first was, Moses overcame the experience of his past. Moses was born into a time of great uncertainty. The Egyptian pharaoh, the ruler, was trying to you know, implement some population control on the Hebrews and he was killing every newborn male, which Moses happened to be one of. Uh, and his life was at threat. And his mother literally placed his well-being into the hands of God by placing Moses into the Nile and seeing what happened. And if you know the story, you realize that Pharaoh's daughter came down to wash, saw the baby, took the baby, basically adopted Moses, and he grew up in the palace. He grew up in a very safe zone then. He lacked for nothing, would have had everything. But then, at age 40, Moses took a risk. He left his safe zone, and he tried to do something big on his own for his people. Moses actually killed an Egyptian while defending a fellow Hebrew. What was the result of that human effort? 
Well, it all went pear-shaped, as we'd say. Pharaoh found out and he wanted to kill Moses and he had to flee all that he knew, all his safe, comfortable life and go hide out in the desert. I think that incident in Moses' life shows us that whenever we do step out of our safe zone into the faith zone, the steps I'm talking about today, as best as we can, we need to make sure that we're doing it God's way and not just in our own strength. I know that's not easy to discern. It takes a lot of prayer. And if it's a big step, I think it includes a lot of talking to trusted Christian friends for their advice. Um, Because it's not hard to confuse our enthusiasm for God's leading. (laughs) Or it might be our total discontentment with life is, and we think God's then saying, go there. And maybe he's not. He might be. So that's why it requires prayer and talking to others. But here's the good news for us and for Moses. Even when we... Mix it up. Even when we get it wrong, God can still use what we've discerned, even if it's wrong. God can still use that to prepare us. And if we look at what God did with Moses, he actually used the time of those 40 years in the desert for Moses to prepare him for when he would lead the whole nation of Israel around the desert for 40 years. So you think about your past What past failures are preventing you from taking risks now? Maybe you stepped out and it all went wrong and you go, I'm not going to do that again. But as you think about that, how might God use those failures to prepare you for what he's got planned next for you? The second thing Moses had to overcome was the comforts of his presence. You know, it's a sad day when someone becomes so comfortable in the life they're living, that their desire to do something for significant for God actually ceases. Yep, it's good to be content with what you've got. But God has placed you and me here for a purpose. And until we breathe our last breath, he's got a role for us to play. Ask yourself this, when was the last time... I attempted something for God that made me move out of my comfort zone into my faith zone, that stretched me, that made me look to God. When was the last time I had to look to God for strength, for maybe his power, maybe his provision, because what I was attempting for him was beyond my capacity? It's a good question to ask because it is really, really easy for us to just play it safe all the time. God wants us to live by faith. He wants us to live in the faith zone. And why is that? I mean, surely God wants me to be comfortable. Surely God wants me to enjoy life. Yeah, God's got nothing against us enjoying life. That's why he's put wonderful, enjoyable things in this world. But God is actually more concerned with your character than he is with your comfort and convenience. And God wants you to become more and more like his son Jesus. And if we look at Jesus' life, we see someone who lived in the faith zone the whole time. Jesus did not actually live a comfortable life. He could have, but he chose not to. He constantly looked to God, to Father, his Father, for guidance and, and for provision for the hard steps he was taking, particularly the one on the cross. And God, that God is wanting to build us and make us to be like Christ. And God's work of making us more like Jesus is often not going to be comfortable. It's often going to be stretching. 
it will require us to live in the faith zone. Because do you know what invariably happens when we live in the safe zone all the time? We become so comfortable there that we take our eyes off God. We start looking at God and we start looking at all the things that make us comfortable, all the things that bring us pleasure. And we even start to trust in them as you know, the things we look to for when we need comfort or help or whatever. And God kind of gets pushed out of the picture. And the other thing that happens is that when we do that, we fail to be effective for God and miss out on God's best for us. So the desert had become the new safe zone for Moses. And I think he would have stayed there if God hadn't shown up in the burning bush or if he had made the choice that day to play it safe. Um, I think he would thought, I've left Egypt behind me for good. I'm not going back there. But God had other plans. And the third thing we see overcome, Moses had to overcome was the insecurity of his future. When God called Moses through the burning bush and told him to leave his comfortable, familiar environment in the wilderness and go back to Egypt to actually accomplish an incredibly hard task, Understandably, Moses had some questions. He felt rather unqualified on many levels and really uncertain about the whole situation. So he asked, had a lot of questions for God, and we can actually see some of these. In Exodus 3.11, Moses says, Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? Then two verses later, he asks another question. He says, Suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they ask me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? Then in chapter 4, verse 1, what if they do not believe me or listen to me? Sorry, and listen to me and say, the Lord did not appear to you. And in Exodus 4.10, we've got Moses doubting his ability. He says, oh Lord, I've never been eloquent. Neither in the past nor since you've spoken to your servant. I'm slow of speech. He's got a lot of questions and I can't blame him. Every time Moses raises a question though, God thoroughly answers it. So finally Moses is still afraid. He comes out with it in chapter 4 verse 13. I love this. Oh Lord, please send someone else to do it. I love the honesty of this. You know, they could have said, oh, Moses heard this. And he said, yeah, Lord, I'll go. You know, No, he really struggled with this. And I think it highlights how hard it is, particularly when it's a big thing to move from the safe zone into the faith zone. But you know what? Because he took that step, God used him to powerfully deliver the people of Israel from slavery. And it wouldn't have happened through him if he'd stayed in the safe zone. Now, I'm not sure how many of you know my past, but I actually served as a pastor in the Lutheran Church for 21 years. And I can remember the first time I sensed God calling me to do that. It was a very clear thought. And so I sat with it for a moment and I started to think about what it would mean for my life. And I go, oh, this is a massive move out of my comfort zone. First of all, I was fully employed, competent at that job, and I'd have to go do six years study. And I didn't feel real competent about that. I didn't even have year 12. How was that going to work? Then there was the whole thing of leaving paid work 
financial insecurity. How's that going to work? But you know what was the scariest thing? I go, God, look at who you're calling. It was me. And in my mind, and I honestly believe this is true and can say it, in the mind of a lot of my friends, I was the last person you would think God would call into the ministry. There might be some of you thinking here, yeah, I can see why. (laughs) This is his handiwork after about 30 years and he's still got a lot to go, I know. But, you know, it was so scary, I actually pushed it out of my mind for another whole year. And then God had another dig at me. And so what I did then was I started to explore it because there was a whole lot of doors that had to open for this to, to work out. And do you know what? He did. And I went, gave up my job and went to seminary and I'm glad I took that step with God's help. Now, I nearly didn't tell that story because it's a big step. But what I want you to clearly hear today is you do not have to quit your job and go to Bible college you know, to step, leave your safe zone and enter the faith zone. In fact, I think as people seeking to follow Jesus, we're going to face situations almost daily, some big, some small, where there's a challenge for you to say, am I going to play it safe or am I going to step out in faith and do this for God? You know, as Christians living in current day Australia... Being open about your Christian faith is actually no longer, in many settings, a safe thing to do. Um, Steve McAlpine, in his book, Being the Bad Guys, highlights how things have dramatically changed. And I think, I'm trying to think this through, I reckon 15 years ago, 15 or 20 years ago. Back then, uh, things have changed for us as Christians living in Australia. You know, up until then, Christianity was one of the voices in Australia to be considered. You know, if it worked for you, fantastic. If it didn't work for me, hey, that's okay too. However, something has changed now. Christianity is no longer an option. It's actually one of the problems. That's how our society sees Christianity. We're now on the wrong side of so many of the current issues and conversations that are happening. We're now the bad guys. And how many of you here like being called out as the bad guy? Yeah, there's always one. Most of us don't. So guess what the temptation is? We hide our faith away so that we can avoid the accusations and the attacks that will come our way as people who see us as the bad guys, you know, they, they call us out. They attack us, they accuse us and they call us out because they actually think they're doing a good thing for our society by calling us out. And so being open about our Christian faith is not the... Not, not as safe as it used to be. But if you, step, if you want to live in the faith zone, we step out and we're open about our faith. And if you're thinking, well, how does this work now? Well, you could do a lot worse than read that book, Being the Bad Guys. It's got some helpful things in there. But there are other ways we can live in the faith zone. Um, I, I noticed we were advertising the carols and church uh, Christmas service. Step out in faith and ask someone to come along to those. But living in the faith zone as a follower of Jesus might also be taking the risk of being the first person to apologise to help break the hold of a broken relationship. Trust that God's going to somehow use that. 
living in the faith zone may require you to trust in God's provision so that you can be generous with your money to support the poor or, or, or a missionary. Living in the faith zone might be obedient to God's word when it's way much easier to, to, to not. And no one will know anyway. Living in the faith zone may mean taking a step of faith to step out of step into a new area of ministry that here at church that you go, oh, I don't feel so comfortable about that. Living in the faith zone may mean actually acknowledging that you're really struggling with life. Maybe even admitting that you might have some mental health issues and you need help. It might mean going to a trusted Christian counsellor. Steps of faith. As you think about your own life, what would living in the faith zone look like for you right now? Where are you playing it safe that God wants you to take a step of faith? I just want to draw out three important lessons from Moses' life. Number one, we do not naturally leave the safe zone. Moses would say, I didn't want to leave Egypt. It was all I knew. Yet if I hadn't gone to the wilderness, I wouldn't have experienced God at the burning bush. Then I really didn't want to leave the desert. But if I hadn't, I wouldn't have experienced God parting the Red Sea, of talking to him face to face and all those things. Just because you don't want to leave, don't want to do something, just because it will be hard, doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. The second lesson we see is growth begins when we leave the safe zone. Moses lived in the lap of luxury for 40 years. And if he'd stayed there, I reckon he would have been stagnated and just atrophied in that wealth and excess. However, when Moses was forced to flee for his life into the wilderness, he began a new phase that would have grown him incredibly. And it would take another 40 years, but in that time, God used that to remake him, to prepare him for the task ahead. You can be assured that growth always occurs when we leave the safe zone and step into the faith zone. And if you think about it, I've always found in my own life that when there's been a big change from moving from one season of life into the next, particularly if that season's got some uncertainty involved, that's where God grows me. Some of those things, you know, we choose like, you know, if you, when you choose to have children, you have kids. Man, that's a learning curve, isn't it? Um, when, I, when I had to give up work, because of a health reason, I, I kind of that was a circumstance put on me, but God used that to grow me. And changes come into our lives. We can either choose to walk into them or they're put on us. And we can resist like crazy or we can say, how's God going to use this uncomfortable, challenging situation to grow me? Growth invariably comes when we move from the safe zone into the faith zone. Let me ask you, are you still growing as a follower of Jesus? Or does it feel like the growth has stopped? You've stagnated. Could this be a result of you living more in the safe zone than the faith zone? The second thing we see from Moses' life is that the safe... I'm on the third, I can't count. The safe zone robs us of our greatest moments and memory. Some people are so afraid of risk, they pretty much live their whole life in what I'm going to call Egypt. 
That is the place of not enough. Some people take a few risks. They don't always work out, but they end up in the wilderness. And that's the place of just enough. But God actually wants us to live in the promised land. The land of more than enough. The land flowing with milk and honey. And I'm not talking about material prosperity and lots of friends and everything going hunky-dory. I'm talking about that place where we experience this deep sense of assurance and satisfaction that we're actually where God wants us to be and we're making a contribution to his kingdom work. That's something deeply satisfying that no amount of money or possessions can give you. When Moses questioned God at the burning bush, God's first answer to him and his question was, I will be with you. And God says that to each of you today. I am with you and I will be with you in the future. And we need that assurance to step from our safe zone into God's faith zone. Because if you're going to take a step of faith, well, you're going to have to place your faith in something. And God says, I'll be with you. You can put your faith in me. You can take steps of faith because I, the faithful one, will be there with you. The life of Moses shows us that it's never too late to step into the faith zone. Some of you might be thinking, I'm a bit old for all this stuff, Noel. How old was Moses? He was 80. Some of you go, oh, phew, I've dismissed that, I'm a bit older. But have a look what he did in the next 40 years of his life. It's never too late. If you want to experience the power and presence of God in maybe fresh ways that you haven't experienced before, then step into the faith zone. Now, I understand we may, none of us may ever see God part the Red Sea or lead a whole nation out of slavery. I get that. But I think God's still got some surprises in store for all of us as we step from our safe zones into our faith zones. We go, oh, wow, look how God's come through. Is God calling you to do something with your life or in your life that will require a step from the safe zone to the faith zone? Has God actually stirred something into you today? Maybe it's actually been there for a while, but you were like me, you've pushed it under and you go, oh, maybe you're trying to say something to me about this, God. Do you feel that you've stalled in your spiritual growth? You may have even wondered like, oh, I might need to find a new church. This one's not doing it for me anymore. Is it possible that your spiritual growth is stalled because... Uh, is it possible that your spiritual, your stalling of your spiritual growth has more to do with you playing it safe than actually what's going on here at church? And do you know why I ask that question? You can go to another church. It might be interesting and fun for a bit, but if it's because you're playing safe, all well, the same thing's going to happen there. There may be some of you here today too who are still uncertain about this God and Jesus stuff. You're curious. You're checking things out. You're thinking it through and what it means for you. And I think that's really important because, you know, you, you want to be sure of what you're placing your faith in and can be trusted. And... I could rattle off a whole heap of Bible verses that tell you about God's faithfulness in an attempt to convince you. I could tell stories from my own life. 
But you know what I prefer to do? I just want to challenge you. Give God a go. Give him a try and see what happens. You see, step out of your your safe zone and step into the faith zone of trusting Jesus with your life. And the reason I challenge you is because when it comes to entrusting your life to God, there's always going to be a gap. You'll never be able to reason and work out how this all, figure it all out to accept God. Because if you could figure it all out, then there'd be no faith required to follow God, would there? There's always this gap that we've got to step across, one that requires faith. And the reason for that is the finite human brain can't ever work out an infinite God. So it takes faith. I mean, it takes faith. Think of the Christmas story. It takes faith to accept that God would leave his safe zone in heaven and enter this world as a baby in the person of Jesus to show his incredible love for us. It takes faith to trust that this Jesus would walk by faith all the way to the cross so that we would be made right with God. That we could live by faith because God is, has been faithful to us in Jesus. Is God calling you to take that step of faith today? And if you sense he is, then can I encourage you to maybe talk to me after the message or to a trusted Christian friend. I'm going to close now in prayer. And as I do, take a moment to ask yourself, where might God be calling me to step from? A safe zone into his faith zone. And if, if, if there's something clear there, then sometimes if it's a big thing, it's, it's a whole lot of steps. Maybe ask, what's the first step that I need to take this week to step into that? Let's pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you for your incredible faithful to, faithfulness to us in Jesus. We confess that we've often doubted your faithfulness and lived in the safe zone rather than the faith zone. Through your spirit, grow in our hearts a confident faith in your goodness and provision. Clearly show us where you are calling us to step out of our safe zones into your faith zone. Enable us to see the next steps of faith that you're calling us to. Prevent our doubts from crippling us. And give us the courage to take these steps of faith. Help us to leave our past failures behind in the assurance of your forgiveness and walk into the future that you've made possible for us in Jesus. The same Jesus who left his safe zone with you in heaven to walk by faith all the way to the cross for each of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.